Ever catch yourself eating the same flavorless dinner three days in a row? Dreaming of something better? Well, HelloFresh is your guilt-free dream come true, baby. It's me, Kiki Palmer. Let's wake up those taste buds with hot, juicy pecan-crusted chicken or garlic butter shrimp scampi. Mm. Hello Fresh. Stop dreaming of all the delicious possibilities and dig in at HelloFresh.com. Let's get this dinner party started. Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else, even those who aren't actively searching for a new job but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash people today. Life is full of awesome what ifs and some not so much, like unexpected medical costs. That's why United Healthcare provides Health Protector Guard fixed indemnity insurance plans to supplement your primary plan and help manage out-of-pocket costs. Learn more at uh1.com. I don't know whether to go and get my um, electric foot warmer. I don't know whether to go and get my electric foot warmer for proceedings. Why are you cold? I'm freezing, man. Well, we'll go and get your electric foot warmer then. It's frosty this morning, isn't it? Yeah, yeah. I haven't been out yet. I'm still in my jammers. Who are you? (laughs) I'm still in my Jimmy Jams, yeah. I love it. I've got Scottish ones on today. I've got a tartan Jimmy Jams. Oh, I'll send you a photo. Oh, you sent me a picture of your leg. That's nice. Oh, that looks really cosy. Yeah. yeah, I like that. It's nice. Yeah, they're nice. The thermal ones as well. So that's nice. <laughs> right. So I've got my electric foot warmer. You're in your pajamas. Oh my god, we're not hip hop and happening. You and me, are we? <laughs> are you ready to go? I'm ready to go. All yeah. Right, then let's go. Wait, wait, hang on. Where's my glasses? Wait, there they are. <laughs> <laughs> If you're ready. <laughs> I'm ready. Let's right, do it. Let's go. Molly Green and Darren Rudge. I saw Monty Don just going hell for leather with a hoe. I'd certainly keep them going all the year round. The Happy Garden. <laughs> Hello, you, and welcome to another episode of the Happy Garden podcast. An hour or so of horticulture and humour as we gallop towards longer and warmer days. Brackets not this morning, though. Hope you've had a cracking week since we spoke to you last. Perhaps you've been sewing and preparing for the spring. Perhaps you've just battened down the garden hatches because we have had torrential rain, haven't we, last few days. If you have been indoors and perhaps planning your garden for the year ahead, here is one man who might be able to help. It's award-winning garden designer. It's your friend and mine. It's your expert, Darren Rudge. Hello. So, Darren Rudge, how are you today? Other than a little bit chilly, because you and I are recording this on a very frosty, beautiful, but frosty and foggy morning. Well, I've got, I've still got my Jimmy Jams yep. on, Molly. Yep. And I've, I've got my house coat on, and I've got my thermal <laughs> tartan Jim Jams leisure pants. <laughs> Wait, this... But I've had a hell of a week. Oh, have you? A hell of a week. Well, I was just about to say, though, this is the beauty of doing a podcast. Nobody can see us and we can dress as we like. So you're yes. okay in your gym dress. <laughs> Why? What have you been doing this week? Well, it's, the, the weather's been biblical, hasn't Mm-mm. it? You know, on Thursday I was down south doing some examining for the Royal Horticultural Society. And because they're nationally set exams, you see, you can't stop. So yeah. this college had tree planting to do outside in torrential rain. It was the biblical day, wasn't it? You were out. It was. Yeah, I remember. It was terrible. Luckily, they'd got polytunnels, so we could go into the polytunnels, <laughs> so I wasn't quite outside in the rain. And my brother-in-law, I have to tell you, he was rushed into hospital this week, Molly. Oh, God, why? After accidentally drinking some invisible ink. And do you know it took three days for somebody in accident and emergency to see him? <laughs> oh, Introductory music hasn't finished yet. <laughs> and I'm already very pleased with you. Brilliant. <laughs> oh, Darren. I thought that was something really serious then, but no, that was brilliant. <laughs> oh, Darren's jokes a little bit later on. Did you, in all seriousness, did you get home all right on that torrential? Day. <laughs> I did, yeah. It oh, was fine, but it was, again, it was a it was a biblical journey home. Yeah. I mean, on the M1, to be honest, 
um, with trucks and oh, rain. Oh, very and heavy one rain. eye. Ooh, and one eye, yes. <laughs> <laughs> I was trying to keep that one closed. Oh, God. <laughs> oh, thank God you've made it through the week and you've made it to, uh, to, to this juncture in proceedings to start another Happy Garden podcast. And we've got a good one today, really good one on the cards. What's coming up? What's coming up? <laughs> well, very pleased to say, at long last, um, Caroline Quentin. We'll hear the chat with Caroline Quentin. She is the nicest oh, lady. Yes. yes. Absolutely love her. She's got a new book out called Drawn to the Garden. I didn't realise, Dad, she was um, in town a couple of uh, nights ago. I think she was at St Mary's Church in Warwick. I didn't realise right. otherwise I'd have gone. She was doing like a book signing and stuff there. She's on tour. Um, but we'll hear a chat with her. She is, uh, she's absolutely in love with her garden. She's been on a real gardening journey and she's just a wonderful woman. So we'll hear from her a little bit later on. You've already kind of set the stall or set the standard with your jokes, I hope. <laughs> I can only go downhill, <laughs> can't I? <laughs> not necessarily. Have we got any potato chitting jokes? No. No, not today. <laughs> <laughs> I have got five topical jokes, though. Oh, what kind of topic are um, they on? Well, they're garden-related okay, cool. in, in some way, shape or form. All right. But, um, yeah, five jokes. All right, I think you'll like them. I think you'll like them. As well as money-saving tip yep. and, of course, jobs for the week ahead. Okay, uh, yeah. Uh, what else are we doing? Oh, Andy Lound has um, the history of manure. Is that a, is that a load of poo? <laughs> you said worse last week. I have found us an appropriate sound effect. Pure. Keeping keep it clean today, Molly. Sat here in our pajamas playing fart noises. Ridiculous. How how are we in the charts? Also, <laughs> Sarah Raven doesn't do this. Yeah, no. <laughs> <laughs> also, listener Rupert's going to join us a little bit later on. He's got some advice on uh, soil improving. Excellent. Um, we always, always, I mean, gosh, we, you know, I mean, Darren and I are here every week, but you're more than wel uh, welcome to join us on the podcast. Everyone is, aren't they, Darren, if they want to share tips and advice? Definitely, yeah, 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 no problem at all. One of Rupert's, I, I do know, one of his strands of advice, get your ears pricked for this, it's improving soil with uh, drugs paraphernalia. We had a massive <laughs> drugs drop up the lane this week, you know, when people fly tip all the cannabis yeah. farm stuff. Yeah, 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 we, um, yeah, we picked up quite a bit. Um, <laughs> so they seem to drop this by your house. <laughs> it's nothing to do with no. me. <laughs> but there's quite a lot you can salvage and use in your garden, as we will hear a little bit later on. Um going to say that and more, but I think it's just that, really. <laughs> That's enough. That's enough. All of this and more still to come on The Happy Garden with Molly Green and Dan Rudge. I, I do. I need to edit out the and more after that jingle, don't I? <laughs> <laughs> All of that to come. Um, as always, though, our dazzler pants, because we do like to uh, stick with a routine. Shall we start with some of your jobs for the week ahead? Of course. OK, after jobs, we will be hearing from Andy Lound uh, with his horticultural histories. It's amazing astound with Andy Lound. Yeah, he'll be here very, very shortly with the history of manure. <laughs> <laughs> right, let's do some jobs. Now in the happy garden. Oh, I say, sweetie, this is my favourite bit. Time for Darren to be absolutely flabulous and regale us with his gardening jobs for the week ahead. Well, yes. Go. Right. So it's now time, folks, because as you'll notice, things have started to grow, uh, to cut back vigorous climbers such as honeysuckle and ivy. Now, cut these hard back. They'll soon be back. Uh, but give them a really, really good hard cut back at this point in time. Any summer flowering herbaceous perennials that have started to come back to life, lift and divide them. This is what I was doing with my students uh, this week at Winterbourne Gardens is we've been lifting and dividing perennials that are showing signs of life. Remember to disregard the centre portion because those are the old bits and the outer portions to replant or even pot up 
if you want to do that. Uh, scatter some grow more granules under your fruit trees or even some fish blood and bone, especially apples, pears and plums uh, right at this point in time. If it doesn't rain, <laughs> then uh, water it in after about five days because it's definitely going to rain, isn't it? Your pond may have started to turn a little bit green and cloudy as well, folks, due to rapid algae growth. So get yourself some of that lovely, lovely um, uh, algal growth disappearing um, uh, pond weed. Uh, I've forgotten what the what thing's called. <laughs> Clearly. <Molly. laughs> <laughs> what, what did you say? Algae disappearing what? <laughs> you want me to look it up? <laughs> it's a, no, it's a, it's straw that you can straw. buy from your garden centres. <laughs> barley straw. There you go. Is it barley, barley straw? straw? There, there it is. Yeah, it is, yeah. <laughs> Algae dissipated. Yeah, it's called straw. I love you, Darren. Great. We'll do Look, I'm, do I'm doing this with one eye. <laughs> and it is early morning because you and I both have... We're very committed to commitments next week, so we're having to do the pod. <laughs> on, early yeah. doors of a Sunday in our pyjamas. Feet are not going to touch the ground next week. I know. Week. Oh, well, I'm, I'm working. What are you, uh, <laughs> I'm working. What are you doing next week? I've got exams coming out my yeah, ears because it's have. exam season. We've also got our community garden project, which is moving onwards. We made bird boxes last week and then this week. We're ripping out a board and we're going to be replanting things. So, you know, it's a great time to replant as well. So um, we're doing all that sort of stuff. So, yeah, busy, 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 I'm afraid. Oh, I'm going to slip in a question very quickly. You're saying about Ooh. planting. Been to that many oh, garden centres because of all the torrential rain. My husband and I must have done seven this week. It's been great. Um, and I'm always perusing the roses. I'm really getting into roses at the moment, but they're all £20-25. Bare root roses, I, I was thinking, Darren always says this time of year, bare root. Where's the best place to get them from? Do you know any good online? Yeah, you can buy them from David Austin's. Do they do bare roots? Those sorts of places. Yeah, they could, of course they do, yeah. Oh, yeah. do so they? They'll, online? They'll supply, supply your bare roots. Yeah, online, you'll be able to buy bare root roses from David Austin's. No problem at all. Oh, I'll go online then after you and I have done. I want one that I want one to go up the shed. What's the difference between okay. a rambler and a, a climber? Is one just a lot bigger than the other and maybe smaller flowers? I, I don't really yeah. know. Ramblers are more vigorous and they are smaller flowered. So uh, that's question. why they're rambling rounds. Climbers are normally cultivated as a climber and they tend to be less vigorous than a rambler or I call mm. them scramblers because they just scramble around the place. And you'll get uh, bigger, um, blousier flowers on climbers than you will uh, rambling or scrambling roses. Are the se is the season the same for both? It just depends on which species you go for, uh, moles. But, but generally, you know, you've got late spring flowering, summer flowering, late summer flowering for both. So just okay. choose wisely. Yeah, yeah. Okay. Oh, I shall, yes, I should go online. Don't you know somebody who works there? Uh, my son. <laughs> so, can I have your family code discount, please? I'll speak to you after the call. I don't think he gets anything. What? I, I honestly don't think he gets anything. Really? No, I need to have a word with him. Yeah. I mean, the other the other place to try is Crocus, uh, which is online. So you can try Crocus and they definitely will sell you your bare root oh, stuff. Let me write that down. Crocus. All right, cool. Ace, I'll do that a little bit All later right. on. Yeah, great. Right, where are we? What um, what sheet are we on? <laughs> I don't know. You've got the sheets. Guess what sheet is we're on. Is it one sheet? Yeah, yes, it is. <laughs> <laughs> one sheet. One sheet. Cleans are plenty. Do you know, it does the job of three. I did a little bit of... Um, by the way, uh, uh, pod, pod listener, if, if you don't know what we're talking about, la it was last week. I, I was wondering what sheet we're on, as, as always, and, and Darren was talking about one sheet. And then, we, yeah, we got to re remembering one sheet who was the, the walk-in advert for plenty. It's kitchen roll, wasn't it? <laughs> so yeah. I, I Googled yeah. him after the podcast, and um, <laughs> one lady says on this forum, this is a one-sheet forum... Juan, by the way, it's not Juan. It's it's Juan uh, J U A N. It's Juan. Juan sheet. Juan. She says she, Juan. she says Juan sheet walked past me at the Good Food Show a few years ago. He looked like a broken man. His smile said, "I am Juan sheet." His eyes said, "I'm a classically trained actor, and I'm wasting my life." <laughs> <laughs> Isn't that great? Well, no, it's not great for Juan, but um, <laughs> because, I wonder if that was the same show you saw him at, because I was at the NEC, wasn't Pro it? You walked past him. Probably, yeah, I bumped into him and he, he got very tight trousers on. Yeah. It's pretty like that, but, um, yeah, he didn't look very happy, I must admit, when I, when I bumped into him. <laughs> <laughs> he but he was mobbed. 
He was mobbed oh, yeah. with ladies of a certain age. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> he looks a bit like Nicolas Cage. Are you on Twitter? That's it, yeah. X? Uh, yeah. Why? Have you got your phone yeah. by you? Yeah. Have a look. He's on because he's on Twitter, but I'm um I'm banned I'm banned from Twitter because <laughs> when I did tried to log on to all the social media and make accounts for the Happy Garden podcast six months ago, whenever I try I, I don't understand social media. I tried so many times to make an account for Twitter that I had an email saying I'm banned because I, I exhibited suspicious behaviour. So that's why we don't have a Happy Garden podcast Twitter account and I can't get on it. But if you can, are you doing it now? Yeah. Have a look for Juan Sheets on Twitter. There's loads of them. What? Loads there's of Juan Sheets? Yeah, there's loads of Juan Sheets. I don't suppose As in he's Juan sheet. famous enough to have a blue tick, is he? Oh, uh, no. Uh, there, there are hundreds more. Saying what? <laughs> what do the Twitter accounts say? They've got like, like names underneath them. Oh, oh, forget it then. I wonder what he's doing. Because <laughs> I, 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 I couldn't find anything that he was like, doing yeah. these days. I think they disregarded that character. We yeah. should get him on the pod. Why? Because we're making him famous again. <laughs> Reviving we're giving him what? a second, second wind. Oh no, that's a second. Wait, wait, oh, no, wait. Was... Second wind. Wait, wait, wait. <laughs> anyway, anyway. I think people would rather hear Caroline Quentin, who will be with us. Uh, oh yeah, definitely. Very, very yeah. shortly. Yeah. Right, yeah. um, talking, uh, let's get Andy Lound on. <laughs> now, it's uh, Andy Lound does us some horticultural histories every Pure week. <laughs> That's us. Anything you would like Andy to delve into uh, for you. <laughs> um, just ask us. Oh, not manure. Ooh. Yeah, that's what today is. No. Just get in touch with us and Andy will delve into any subject, really, for you. Here's all the numbers to get in touch. If you'd like to get in touch with Molly Green and Darren Rudge at the Happy Garden Podcast, then all you have to do is follow them on social media. Just search for the Happy Garden Podcast. If you'd like to send them an email at the Happy Garden Podcast, you can email thehappygardenpodcast at gmail.com. Can we say Happy Garden Podcast just one more time? The Happy Garden Podcast. So let's get our Andy on now. Amaze and astound with Andy Lound. Yeah, strangely with a history of manure. It's Amaze and Astound with Andy Lound. That's me. Hello, Molly and Darren. Today I'm going to explore a topic that is fundamental to the success of our gardens. The various types of manure and their benefits in cultivating thriving plants. When we talk about manure, we're not just talking about a smelly substance, we're talking about nature's own fertiliser. Rich in nutrients that can do wonders for our gardens. Manure is simply the chemical byproducts synthesised from the process of digestion. Now let's talk about the three primary nutrients that every plant craves, nitrogen, phosphorus and potassium. Nitrogen is like the energy drink for your plants, promoting lush green foliage and robust growth. Phosphorus is crucial for strong root development and flower and fruit production. Potassium, the third essential nutrient, contributes to the overall plant health, aiding in disease resistance and stress tolerance. So come on, let's dive into a few types of manure that can significantly enhance the health of our plants. First on our list is cow manure, often referred to as black gold by seasoned gardeners. Cow manure is well balanced, providing a good mix of nitrogen, phosphorus and potassium. The essential nutrients for plant growth. Its organic matter also improves soil structure, helping with water retention and drainage. Next up, we have a manure close to Molly's heart, chicken manure. A nitrogen rich fertilizer while it's a potent source of nutrients, it's essential to compost or age chicken manure before applying it directly to your garden. This helps eliminate any risk of burning your plants due to its high nitrogen content. Once composted, chicken manure becomes a superb organic fertilizer. Horse manure is another excellent option. It's rich in organic matter and nutrients, making it a fantastic addition to your compost pile. However, like chicken manure, it's advisable to compost it first to break down any weed seeds and pathogens. Many children were sent into the streets to collect horse manure for their father's allotments. For those interested in more exotic choice, consider bat guano. Yes, 
Fat droppings might not be the first thing that comes to mind, but they are incredibly nutrient dense. Bat guano is high in phosphorus, making it particularly beneficial for flowering and fruiting plants. It's a natural, organic alternative to chemical phosphorus fertilizers and is big business. Now, let's not forget rabbit manure, often called bunny berries by gardeners. Really? That's not what I've been told. Anyway, rabbit droppings are a gentle, balanced fertilizer that can be applied directly to plants without composting. They won't burn your plants, making them a convenient and effective choice for both beginners and experienced gardeners. Choosing the right type of manure for your garden can significantly impact the health and productivity of your plants. Whether it's the well-balanced cow manure, nitrogen-rich chicken manure, nutrient-dense bat guano, or the gentle rabbit manure, incorporating these natural fertilizers into your garden routine can lead to a bountiful and environmentally friendly harvest. Of course, there is one bait of manure we haven't mentioned, human. That's actually very, very good for potatoes. Uh, but there you go. So, there you have it. Straight from the horses. Uh, well, am I talking a load of manure? More from the smelly potting shed next time. Andy Lound there. Nice one, Andy Lound. <laughs> yeah, sorry. Is that a new button? This. It is as it goes. Yes. How I've gone six months without knowing that was there is beyond my comprehension, but I found it now. You've not tried them all. You've not tried <laughs> them a, all. There's a lot of buttons on my desk. Uh, that is one of my new favourites. Um, lovely Andy Lound. If you want to know more about Andy, it is andrewlound, one word, dot com. And he'll join us next week, as he does every week on the Happy Garden podcast. Hello, I'm Caroline Quentin, and you are listening to the Happy Garden podcast. Hooray! We've got Darren's <laughs> money-saving tips coming up uh, shortly. We've got Rupert's money-saving tips as far as improving your soil goes shortly. Uh, after a question. Now, this is a really interesting one. Uh, it's from Mallory, who says, uh, Hi, both. Mine is a very simple question. I'd like to be self-sufficient, and I try and make do and mend where I can. Now, I'm trying to grow from seed for the first time this year. The question is, what could I use as plant labels? I don't want to buy them when I'm sure there must be things around my home that I can use. Darren's money-saving tips make me think that he would know. Kind regards. Thank you for the podcast. And that is a beautiful name, Mallory. Oh, Mallory, that's a great question. And, yeah, there are, there are loads of stuff. Uh, when you start to look around the, uh, your home, and indeed in the garden, there are things that you can use um, for plant labels or labelling plants. First of all, if you've got the white labels, just the ordinary white plant labels, you can recycle them. All you need is some cream cleaner and a scouring pad and a bowl of water. And basically, any permanent pen will come off uh, with a little bit of elbow grease. So that's the first thing you can do. You don't have to go out and buy new ones. And indeed, in my apprenticeship as a horticulturalist, one of the first jobs I was told to do was to wash about 2,000 labels. Oh, no. It was uh, terrible. It was terrible. Um, so I was put in a potting shed with a bowl of water. It wasn't even warm water on a, on a cold winter's day. Oh, damn. And... Uh, Given, a, given a, a tub of cream cleaner and a scouring pad and get on with it, boy. That's, that's like the karate kids, that is. You're washing <laughs> yeah, all yeah, the exactly. cars. <laughs> that's it, yeah, wax on, <laughs> wax off. Yeah. Um, secondly, um, old cutlery. You know, if you've got old knives and forks and things like that, yeah, you can write on them with permanent indelible ink oh, and you can use idea. those as plant labels, as well as the plastic type. You know, if you've got the uh, the plastic type of old cutlery, then, again, you can use those. Anything you can cut up, you can use um, that's plastic, uh, you, can, you can make into plant labels. So, you know, it might be an old plastic bottle. 
um, that you've um, you've finished using, as long as it's sort of flat, cut them into strips, and then again you can use those as plant labels, and again as long as you can write on them, you can tie things onto plants if uh, you know. But it doesn't really work if you're thinking about sowing seeds into the ground, which is what Mallory said he was going to be up to. So there's a few ideas. Just need to think outside the box, don't you? Yeah. And and just use and utilize whatever you can get your hands on. That's what we want these days. Is we want recycle repurpose reuse don't we yeah. and then obviously upcycle do some upcycling if you can do Love great it. stuff and mallory thank Good you question. yeah i think mallory's new to us as well so um kind regards oh. for the question yeah and welcome yeah. to the happy garden well, podcast welcome to the club <laughs> mallory thank you mallory got in touch on the happy garden podcast at gmail.com wherever you are in the world you're more than welcome to drop us any question uh, on that email address now, let's get listener Rupert on. Again, you can use that email address if you want to come on the pod. I can call you anytime. We can uh, we can have a chat anytime and insert you into the pod as we're about to insert Rupert, who wants to talk about improving soil. Uh, so here is Rupert with some top tips. If we need to know how to improve our soil, I'm your man for the job. Dig your ground over. Get it nice and dug over, rough dug, do it in the winter. Then here's the secret part. Let the winter do its work. Let the air get in, let the frost get in, let whatever else get in, it will work wonders. So, you've dug your allotment over, you've dug your garden over and that, and you've got it already conditioned with the winter weather on it. Here's the big secret. Find out a very friendly person that can do a drugs bust and get some wacky-backy compost. Now, seriously, seriously, if you know somebody that does these clearances, go down your local council tip, somewhere like that, and find somebody that does legal wacky-backy clearances from a drugs bust from the police. Get them to bring the compost to your garden or allotment. It looks terrible. It stinks. Your neighbours will love you because they'll be thinking, like, oh, I thought they washing out today. Oh, it stinks. Get it on your garden. Rake it level. What you do, you then have to fork out all the roots. You have to debin them to come back to the tip and bin them. But this compost goes on there. Now it's sterile. There's no goodness, no food in it, no nothing. But if they're growing wacky-backy in it and they're selling it for thousands, they're very naughty boys. I would not ever condone it. Use the compost, get it on your ground, dig it in, fork it in. I spread mine over. I've put a ton on my uh, where, beds where, this year. Where, where'd you get yours from? We have a gentleman that delivers it. He does, he does clearances and oh. he brings it up. And if you're very nice to him and give him a couple of bottles of beer, yeah. he will de deliver it directly to your plot. Get it on your ground. The, the compost itself, you'll, have, you'll see lots of little white bits in it which is like vermiculite and perlite, and sometimes you'll be very lucky and get some clay balls. There will be millions of clay balls. People think it's no good. It is. It adds fantastic drainage and fantastic aeration to your ground. That's pretty good, isn't it? The centre I used to run, Malls, we used to have the police give us the, um, oh, not the compost, I must admit, but they used to give us um, the pots. Uh, you used to bring the pots in for us, yeah. Oh, bro. Um, but we, we, we never got our hands on the compost, so I think he's doing really well <laughs> if he um, gets his hands on the compost. I must say that some people might uh, might have a problem with digging <laughs> because uh, we're into a no-dig culture now, uh, unfortunately, but it's still, still used and utilised, yeah. If you can get your hands on that compost, even if you're no-dig folks, uh, then just lay it across the surface of the soil. It's certainly going to ac activate those microbes, isn't it, Molly? <laughs> well, darn. Strange we should be talking about this, yes. Because about four or five days ago, um, there was a big dump down our... Um, <laughs> There was a big dump down our lane and it get loads and loads. I mean, like, you know, a, a tipping trailer full. T absolutely terrible. And it has been reported to the council. But before the council got there, <laughs> we got there because uh, a neighbour told us about <laughs> it. Yeah. And uh, we took, 
I mean, gosh, there's me whispering like we're stealing. We're not. We're cleaning up. You know, it's we're helping the council and uh, and and utilising what's been dumped. I think we had eight. They're twenty litre felt bags. You know, with the handles and everything. But we took. Yeah, yeah. They were full, yeah. so we we took the soil as well. Absolutely brilliant. Just take out, as Rupert said, the, the, there's normally a root, um, there's normally a stalk still in it that's been cut off and some of the roots take that out. And, uh, yeah, you've got your sterile compost. And the, the bags as well, I think they're worth like £10, £15 each, these big 20-litre felt bags. Brilliant for potatoes, brilliant for tomatoes. Yeah, yeah. No, that, no it's excellent stuff and it's really good compost Do you want me to get you some? Well. So, uh, well, you can, Shall I? Yeah, okay. if you like. I'll go back after I mean, the pod. Can't you be the police's, police's nominated <laughs> contact in your area? Cannabis paraphernalia <laughs> distributor. Yeah. <laughs> after the fact. After, after the fact, of course, yeah. Never before. <laughs> right, everyone, stay in your seat. We're going to have just a few adverts and then we'll be back with a chat from the lovely and very green-fingered Caroline Quentin. And, um, Darren, should we have some jokes as well next? Oh, yes. Oh, yes. <laughs> Brace yourselves. Oh, hang on a second. Brace yourselves. <laughs> yeah, Mont. Yeah, see you in just two ticks. Stay there. Hey, I'm Ryan Reynolds. Recently, I asked Mint Mobile's legal team if big wireless companies are allowed to raise prices due to inflation. They said yes. And then when I asked if raising prices technically violates those onerous two-year contracts, they said, what the f*** are you talking about, you insane Hollywood ass!" So to recap, we're cutting the price of Mint Unlimited from $30 a month to just $15 a month. Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month. Slows full terms at mintmobile.com. Hold up. What was that? Boring. No flavor. That was as bad as those leftovers you ate all week. Kiki Palmer here. And it's time to say hello to something fresh and guilt-free. Hello, fresh. Jazz up dinner with pecan-crusted chicken or garlic butter shrimp scampi. Now that's music to my mouth. Hello? Fresh. Let's get this dinner party started. Discover all the delicious possibilities at HelloFresh.com. <laughs> you sounded like Sid James then. A very warm well. <laughs> A very warm welcome back to the second part of the Happy Garden podcast. Now, now look, now you're laughing. You've got to make us laugh ahead of Caroline Quentin's chat. Are you ready for your jokes? Yeah, five classics coming up. Folks. Right, I'm confident. I'm confident. Five classics. <laughs> Let us be the judge of that. Now in the Happy Garden. It's about time for some Alan Titters. Brace yourself for your gardening jokes of the week from Darren Rudge. Come on then, Rudges. Right, Molly, how do you confuse a gardener? <laughs> yeah, you're asking for that there. But yeah, I... <laughs> yeah, yeah. How do you confuse a gardener? I'll just, I don't know. Tell them to put the Wellingtons on the wrong feet. And you see, they've only got one pair, so they can't put them on the other pair. What? She's thinking about that one, folks. <laughs> They've got one pair of feet. Can't put them on the wrong foot. <laughs> nope. I'm going to move on. That's passed me by. <laughs> Next. <laughs> hang on, hang on, say it again. How do you confuse the a gardener? gardener? Go on. Yeah, tell them to put their Wellingtons on the wrong feet. You see, they haven't got a spare pair. A Wellingtons? Got a spare pair of feet. No, feet. Right, joke number two. <laughs> <laughs> what, what, what? A man has a cow, <laughs> yes. okay, in his garden, and every morning he whispers in its ear. To get it to make more milk. Yeah. You see, it's in one ear and out the other. Oh, good, Darren. Good. Good, we're climbing the hill. Next. Molly. Yes. (laughs) I'll never forget my grandfather's final words as he died in the garden whilst pruning. Oh. His final words were, Have you still holding the ladder? (laughs) Oh, oh, Darren. (laughs) Uh, Three. Molly, Mm -hmm. the guy who runs the site where I have my allotments 
Uh, phoned me yesterday. He was really, really angry. Oh, why? OK, because I hadn't paid my rent for two years. I think I've lost the plot. Good! Oh, now that... That's what I'm talking about, Willis. Good. Final one, then, Molly. Yep. I've just been handed my cup of coffee I for heard, the morning. Yeah, I heard the door go. So yeah. Mrs. Mrs. Darren standing next to me. All right, Mrs. Darren. Okay. Yeah. <laughs> now, now, look, you've got an audience now. Go on, number five. <laughs> <laughs> Molly, you know we don't make any money off the pod. Hey, I'm fully aware of that, yep. Well, last week I ran out of food. Oh. So I had to nip into the neighbour's garden mm. and steal their herbs. Mm. Yes. I've been living on borrowed time. <laughs> That's the funniest thing I've ever heard in my life. <laughs> Darren, that was brilliant. <laughs> I am very pleased with you. For the last well, three. Anyway, good, good average. There's going to be a couple of crappy ones. Let's be honest. Certainly were. I still don't get the wellies one. They haven't got a spare pair of feet. Nobody else. Tell them to put them. But yeah, exactly. That's how you confuse them. You tell tell them to put them on the wrong feet. Well, you've confused me. (laughs) (laughs) Don't worry about it. I'll try not to. I'll be lying in bed (laughs) tonight. Okay. Ask ask your husband. Forget about it. All right. It's a man thing. Oh, is it? Okay, I'll ask him later. He's currently outside sifting through drug compost. (laughs) He actually is. Right, where are we? What sheet are we on? One sheet? No, we've done (laughs) (laughs) We've done him. We've done him. Have we done two sheets? No, we're on one and a half sheet. Oh, we're doing Caroline Quent. We're doing the pièce de resistance next Gosh, yeah. on the podcast. Now, the lovely Caroline Quentin, off of uh, Men Behaving Badly, off of loads of stuff. She's so, so lovely. Um, she has got this new book called Drawn to the Garden. And I had a chat with her a couple of days ago, started by congratulating her on her new book. Thank you very much indeed. It's um, It's been... A labour of love and it's been hugely enjoyable and I feel I'm connecting with um, my people. Oh, that's nice. Your tribe. Yeah, I, I genuinely feel there there are, you know, there are, we are a tribe. We're mm. worldwide um, and we love our gardens and we love nature and we love gardening and we love speaking to each other about it. That's the other thing I just adore. Yeah, it's an icebreaker. Actually, you've just reminded me something right at the top of your book. You're talking about gardening and horticulture being such an international... It's just one language. It doesn't matter where you are in the world. We all speak garden. It's true. I really believe it. I mean, I've holidayed in some of the most exotic places and filmed and all that. But you go and visit someone who's growing, I don't know, um, orchids or something in, in a tropical environment... And you and that person will have so much in common, even though your gardening experiences are entirely different. You share a language, a love of growing, a love of plants, a love of being outside. And you share the kind of universal hope that all of us gardeners have, I think. Tell me about your garden. My Well, I, I grow vegetables. I grow um, uh, flowers. I grow fruit. I'm, I'm a little bit of um, a bit like my working life, really. I'm a jack of all trades, and I like a little bit of everything. Caroline, what I I, I afford when I read the bit about um, you know sometimes you get a little annoyed when you know your agent gets in touch, you've got a TV, you've got an acting job, uh, because it's going to interfere with your gardening calendar. <laughs> I love that. <laughs> well, it had, but all my life it's been it's been a real tussle between the two things, and. Um, you know, filming always happens in the months when us gardeners are want to be out there doing and the garden's really cracking on and there's a lot of work to be done. And it's, it's our time of year, you know, it's lovely. And that's when filming happens because the weather's good and the days are long and the light lasts. So um, I, I do. And as I get older, I find that um, I have less desire to be in front of a film camera and more desire to be in front of a pair of secateurs. So Ooh. it's changing for me. Oh, yeah. that's a real journey, isn't it? 100%. It's very, it's, it is, you know, I've been doing it a long, both of those. I've been gardening and acting for a very long time and they're not easy bedfellows, really. Mm. 
Uh, well, it's not just your 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 literary skills, your writing skills in this book. The artistry, Caroline, you've done all the illustrations oh. yourself, and also <laughs> just sort of prompt you onto talking about being brave and sticking yourself out there, illustrating this book. I mean, you must have been a bit nervous. Uh, listen, I'm an amateur writer. I'm an amateur gardener, and I'm an amateur illustrator. But I have come to the ripe old age of 63 and I've decided uh, there's no harm in giving it a go. And I, I kind of feel that about lots of things in, in my life. I just think I'm going to stop apologising, stop pretending I'm not interested, stop um, being fearful yeah. and just give and just give it a go. And, I, and I'm really glad I did, actually, because it's been it's been a really joyful experience doing this book, because I think I'm writing for people that will understand and enjoy, you know, where I'm coming from. I'm not calling you old at all, but I personally, on the back of you saying that, I'm now getting to the age I've got old people's rights and, oh, my God, I'm going to use them. And if that, yeah, if I fail at doing something, <laughs> it doesn't matter, as long as I've given it a go. You get less fearful the older you get. I think it's funny. I think for some of us we get less fearful, but I have met older people who are finding life, particularly since COVID, actually in a way more frightening, more trepidatious. And I suppose what I feel I, I want to say to people is there is no shame in failure. If you want to draw a picture of your cat and it ends up looking like a broom with two eyes. It doesn't <laughs> matter because it's given you joy. If you want to try and grow a tomato and, and it doesn't happen, it doesn't matter. It's cost you a quid for seeds and what have you. Give it a go because the chances are it'll go quite well and you'll really enjoy it and you'll start to open up whole new kind of vistas for yourself. It's so good for your mental health as well. And what, Another thing yeah. I, I love that you said, Caroline, was you find comfort in your own company when you're doing horticulture yeah. and in the garden. I mean, that is imperative just to get out of bed every day and find comfort in your own company is, is essential. It is. And I think it's I think, again, it's something that's quite hard won. I think, you know, as a youngster, I was dashing around looking for comfort from other people's company and mm. actually sometimes looking inwards and and uh, trusting your instincts, trusting your own quiet time. Uh, that meditative quality of, you know, being in the greenhouse or in, on, at the potting bench or something, you know, trust it, enjoy it. It's, uh, you know, it suddenly becomes, um, it's a s sort of church for me. I, I really love it. Yeah. And also, honestly, you're like the new Dalai Lama, Caroline. And also, another, another, <laughs> you are. Another thing that I love that you said of the act of doing something in the garden is by its own nature looking to the future. It is so easy to get stuck, to have no hope. We all get into ruts. We all get down. But right, I mean, just before I spoke to you, I'm out sowing um, tomatoes. I've done some cucumbers. I've planted some ginger today as well for the first time. Yay! Yeah, I'm really excited. Yeah. I know, just supermarket ginger. But the, the thought of whether yeah. it takes a week or two of that coming up is like, you know, it's, it's, it's a real, you know, a hope, isn't it, for the future? 100%. I think, you know, every single seed that I sow is me looking towards the future with hope in my heart, because mm. the chances are it will deliver. A little green shoot will come up. I, funnily enough, I tried ginger once, and she say that, oh. and I don't know what I did wrong. I think it didn't it didn't come to much. I mean, I, I cut it, and, you know, the, it did shop-bought ginger, like, you know, from the supermarket. Same, yeah. And, and it shot something up and then I don't think, I don't know what I shot didn't do. Up. I'd be very interested to know. It sort of shot up and it, it had a little shoot on it and then it just kind of withered away and died. So I think I'm going to try that again, uh, actually, because I don't know what, yeah, just you know, it's, anything's worth a go, isn't it? It's all worth a go. It's all full of hope. It is. And I've done a little trial. I'm really excited. I've done one that I've soaked overnight, um, one that's yeah. just dry um, from the supermarket, yeah. from the supermarket, yeah. um, and one fresh from the supermarket. So I've got like a little trial of three going on. I can't tell you how excited I am that, that these three pots of soil <laughs> uh, do you have you got an Instagram account uh, yes, the Happy Garden Podcast does, yeah. Oh, I'll look for it. Can you maybe put some pictures on and let us all know? Yes. I'd love to see how that functions. Oh, that would I'd be love, smashing. You know, it'd be really interesting. Yeah. yeah, I'd love to look at that. Excellent. Oh, yes, yeah. the Happy Garden Podcast. Feel free to log on. That would be I smashing. I should be following that. I shall. Um, yeah. Caroline, I love all the chapters as well in your book. The, the memories, I mean, my goodness, we've all, we've all, I think the memories of gardening with parents and grandparents instill a nostalgic passion in all of us. I love that chapter. Yeah. Oh, thank you. I think it's um, that came out really through conversations with um, 
people that follow me on Instagram and I'd put, I'd put something in about sweet peas or something like that. And I would get floods of response to that saying, oh my God, it was my grandmother's favorite flower. Whenever I smell one, I still grow these. My mother loved them. She's gone now, but they remind me yeah. of her. I think there is, it's, it's, and it's a beautiful, it's a gentle, gentle way to remember people you love. Yeah, it absolutely is. It's beautiful. I've got to ask you what your favorite plant or flower is. Um, it's really it's a difficult, difficult one, isn't it? I, it is. Yeah, it is actually. I do love growing carrots. Ah, see, I, I like, love them. I like growing carrots and then not pulling them and having the flowers. Yeah, well, that's also divine. Mm. They are the most. They're so beautiful. All those um, umbrals are fantastic, aren't they? Anything that does kind of gives you that. It's like I love cow parsley. I love that shape. Yeah. I, you know, I, I just think they're so beautiful. But I, I must admit, I do love a freshly picked carrot. Just run it under a, a tap yeah. and then eat it straight out. Oh, my God, it's heaven. So pro carrots probably for veg and for... And I do I do love sweet peas. I love oh, growing yes. sweet peas. Yes, yeah. we spoke to the... Yeah, oh, we are speaking to the uh, National Sweet Pea Society. One of the questions I had was... Oh, yeah. Mine always seems to, uh, to have, like, little stumps. They, they don't get leggy stems, so I end up having to put the arrangement in an egg cup. <laughs> Instead of a vase. I wonder, yeah, no, there is there is a way to do that, isn't it? And I can't remember what it is and I've forgotten. I mean, no, so I have I. Up, they'll tell you, won't they? <laughs> yes. Yeah, I'll, be I'll have a listen to the podcast and get that. Because when they get long stems, it always feels so glorious. And you think, yeah. oh, I can show that in the village show. But the little stumpy ones just are in an egg cup always, aren't they? Well, they smell great, though. Caroline, just as a, a final question, with, with all yeah. your horticultural knowledge and your beautiful garden, do you show fruit, veg or flowers? I have done in the past. Fair. I have done in the past. I actually got highly commended once in the village show, <gasps> and it? I was delighted. I've still got a photograph of that basket oh. of veg. Very proud of that, but not for not for a few years. But yeah, I think it's great. All that village um, showing, I think it's brilliant. How fab is it when you go in the flaps when they finally allow you in the flaps of the of the tent and you've got a card next to your display? Yeah. <gasps> <laughs> yeah, exactly. And it's wonderful. I because I don't do I don't do baking, so I've never been able to enter any of those. So I have to rely on my horticultural produce. I've had um, five tomatoes on a plate win, and also best eggs in show. Thank you very much. Best eggs. Congratulations. What hens have you got? <laughs> oh, mine are um, ex-commercial, ex-battery hens from uh, from. Oh, the, good. Yeah, yeah good. Yeah. yeah. Look after the long layers. Exactly. Exactly. Yeah, lovely. Yeah. Caroline, yeah. thank you so, so much for talking to us oh, on the Happy Garden podcast. Uh, the book Drawn to the Garden is now out. It is beautiful and hopefully the first in many to come. Oh, well, let's hope so. Uh, let's get this one out and yes. see how it goes. <laughs> OK, step <laughs> by step. Thank you, Caroline. Yeah. All right, darling. What a lovely lady, Darren. Lovely. Right. Brilliant. Isn't she lovely? Mm. She really, really is. And mm. it, it comes, her personality comes, really comes across in that interview, mm. Molly. You did really well. I tell you who I spoke to this week as well. Who is that? Um, Who's Ch that? Chesney Hawks. Oh, wow. Oh, the one and only. Yeah. Well, yeah. I'm the one and only. <laughs> Nobody I'd rather be. He only had that one hit, didn't he? Probably not. I'm sure there was an absolute load, but that's the one that we remember him for. Um, and I did say to him, I just because I was only a teenager when I when that was on, and growing up, it was just a real inspirational "Don't worry about it" song. No one can be myself like I can. For this job, I'm the best man. And while the, come on, Darren, while this may be true, you are the one and only you. <laughs> Thanks for leaving me out on my own there, Darren. But that is such a lovely you song, isn't it? You've got the words in front of you. <laughs> I haven't. No, I haven't. Am I, I supposed, I'm supposed to go, No, that's my heart. I'll do the pub singing part. Shady <laughs> ball, sunny boy, shady ball. And another thing. Well, anyway, listen. I was talking to Chesney because I was doing some. I was doing some work at, uh, at the BBC this week, and in the interview, oh, I tried you had to drop that in, didn't you? Well, people are wondering. People might be wondering why I was talking to Chesney Hawk, so I thought I ought to explain. Well, don't he come round yours every day? I do have his email address now, though. But the, the, the thing is, right, the thing is, I tried to get the interview round to gardening. He lives in L.A. without a garden, yeah. but he is moving back to the U.K., and, he's, and he said he's going to get a garden when he and his family move back. <laughs> so he will come on the Happy Garden podcast when he moves back to Britain and gets a garden. 
Does he want it landscaping? Well, I've got, I've got his email address. <laughs> Could you just recommend a really good landscaper, garden designer? I'll forward your uh, Facebook page to him, yeah. <laughs> Leave it with me. Oh, and talking about Facebooks, well, two things, actually. Let me write this down because I'll lose my train of yes, thought. Yes, I have a bone to pick with you. Oh, hang on, is the three things... Well, no, f- firstly, I'm firstly, yeah, firstly, I'm very, very pleased that you now have the password. I don't know who sorted it and how it's sorted, but you now have rights to the Facebook page, which is just brilliant. So you've taken a bit of pressure off and you've been posting some fab stuff the last uh, yeah. week or so. Ace. Yeah, I was rather shocked at your last <laughs> post, your recent post, well, uh, where we had a, a carrot off. Carrot off. <laughs> you put the nicest thing on because it was a real miserable grey torrential rain day, and you, know. you put a lovely little thing on face on the happy garden. No, you put a lovely Facebook. big thing on. <laughs> <laughs> Darren put two mutated, intertwined carrots cuddling each other there, just to sort of make everyone smile. Uh, but I knew in the back of my mind I had a picture of a misshapen carrot that looked like a Dewberry Firkin, so I stuck, <laughs> I stuck that on as well. But uh, but we've had a lot of talk about uh, misshapen vegetables this week, <laughs> which I love. Did you see some of the comments? Some of the yes, comments yes, I brilliant. did. <laughs> Molly, well, I never knew. <laughs> to be honest, I think I got that picture a few many years ago in my defence. Probably. In my defence. But um, the last couple of days, I have put on a picture or two of air plants that I bought at one of the garden yeah. centres we've been doing on, on the garden centre tour. They're only yeah. three quid each. Beautiful things. I don't really know anything about air plants. Uh, my husband thought <laughs> I was getting ripped off because, what, they don't need water and they look like that. He said they're plastic. I said, no, no, they're not plastic. But I know nothing about it and I've put it on the Facebook page and a fair few people have been commenting. Rita has put a lovely picture on the Facebook of her air plants that are glued to a piece of wood, an upcycled log from an old fish tank. And a few people have been saying, yeah, we look forward to Darren's suggestions and, you know, sort of tips of how on earth do we look after them. You know far more about air plants than I do. Yeah, so with air plants, you've got to consider where they actually come from in in real terms. Which is where? Tropical areas, tropical regions. So um, it needs to be humid, it needs to be moist. Eventually they will grow um, what's called aerial roots and it's the moisture in the air that they take. Um, which is why they don't need to be sitting in a pot or in water. Um, keeping them humid is the, is the real trick. So normally people will, will have these things in bathrooms and we'll be misting them on a daily basis. We've got them in the uh, the hothouse um, at Winterbourne Gardens. And basically, well, by the way, Winterbourne Gardens this week was voted one of the 12 best spring gardens for you to visit across the country. Oh, congratulations. Um, by, uh, I think it was the Times. So, uh, yeah, it's a really good, good garden to come and see us. Uh, in spring, folks, but we've got them in the uh, in the tropical house, and you know it's just a matter of just if you've got them in sort of a, a dry area, then you just need to be misting them and making sure that that air around them is moist, and gluing them onto a log or even a shell. Some people just take a really ornate shell and they glue them onto the shell. Is entirely the thing to do, but. Put some sphagnum moss around them as well so that right at the base that you can actually keep that quite damp for them, but not too damp because they can rot off. And that's really all there is to know. Don't put them in full sun because they don't like it. You know, tropical regions of the world, uh, they normally grow in cracks and crevices of trees within the branches and things like that. So you've got to try and recreate that sort of environment for them. And obviously in tropical regions, it's going to be really, really humid and really, really moist. So that's what you need to do. And no, they don't need any compost. They don't need any water as long as you give them just a spray over. That's enough for them. And they're terrific plants to have. Really easy maintenance. I'm really looking forward to to getting into air plants. Uh, Robert on the Facebook says, when it comes to plants, I'm the angel of death. Poinsettias at Christmas end up being a twig in a pot by Boxing Day. I did reply saying, listen to Darren at Christmas, because it probably isn't your fault with the poinsettias. It's where you've bought them from and... It's a usual yeah. Christmas conversation, isn't it? Kerry gave yeah. us some advice on hanging them upside down from a shell. Thanks, Kerry. Brian works in Lidl. He says, we sell them, Mol. 
I didn't realise they sell them in Lidl. Yeah. Well, Rita on the Facebook, she's put a beautiful, as I said a little bit earlier, on picture of hers on this log. And she put, Moles, I've been learning and losing them for some years now. Regardless of what the experts tell you, you have to get the balance right for your plants. It's important not to spray them too often, especially in the winter, but don't let them dry out, as Darren said, especially in the summer. You need to factor in how warm they are, how much direct light... Uh, they're getting where you have them. I think I might have finally cracked it. Good luck if you're going to try, so yeah. says Rita. And um, also, thanks, Rita, on the Facebook, not an air plant mole. I'm going to change the name to protect the innocence of this man. I'm going to call him Juan. <laughs> Even though his name's Robert. Oh, says, uh, my missus is the orchid whisperer. A client she cleans for buys one in flower. Then when the petals drop, she bins it and buys a new one. So my missus pulls them out of the bin, resurrects them. We currently have 39. How cool's yeah. that? Yeah, and the you know the Simvidium, which is sold at supermarkets, then uh, can be resurrected really, really easily. You think cool. they're gone, but they're not because they do tend to go into a hibernative state when once they've finished flowering. Because it's like us, you know, you run a marathon, you need a little bit of a rest, and people think they're just dead and they're throwing them away. Yeah. But don't leave them. Leave them for three months. Keep them watered, but don't feed them for at least twelve weeks after they've finished flowering, and they'll be back. They'll be back for you. So, well done. And yeah. keep collecting. We won't tell people <laughs> their name, but keep collecting. Yeah, nice one, Juan. Yeah, 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 brilliant. Well done, Juan. Juan, <laughs> any suggestions like this or just anything you want to talk about, horticulturally speaking, uh, lots of ways to get in touch. Lots of you on the Facebook, the Happy Garden podcast on Facebook. Darren has lots of Facebook pages. <laughs> yeah. Which one's the best one to get you on, by the way? Well, the one where I'm wearing a blue shirt. Blue shirt. Blue shirt, yeah. Okay. There is a personal one, which I don't accept, um, Yes. Uh, you know, friend requests from. So if you've done that, folks, I apologise, but that is my really my personal yeah, one. Yeah, of course. For family and personal friends, OK? But the one where I'm a, a, in, a, a, in a blue shirt and there are grasses in the background and Go a for bit it. of a landscape, yeah, please send me a friend request and I'll... I'll Put you a tick in the box. Fab. Likewise with mine, Molly Green, Molly with an I-E. We've got the Instagram page as well. Again, obviously, it's the uh, Happy Garden podcast. Have you got rights to the Instagram? No. How do you I do that, I then? don't really do Instagram. Well, I don't either, Darren, and I'm in charge of it. <laughs> um, no. I'll have to, I don't know. I don't know either. I've never done Instagram. Normally. So. I don't know. Before. I don't even know the password, actually, to give you. So. There you go. All right, forget that then. Uh, you can email us as well, thehappygardenpodcast at gmail.com. Not very tech savvy, are we? But uh, well, I've done, Now, I've been doing a few videos lately. I've been trying yeah, to work out video good. editing. It's been really good. Well, I don't know if it's really, really good, really but good. yeah, I've got a couple of things up. All right. I mean, there was a picture of Alice Roberts on there. Yes. <laughs> All right, Darren. <laughs> <laughs> Middle-aged learning. <laughs> right, now we're nearly, we're on sheet three, so we're not far off being done, to be honest. Wow. I know. God. Shall we do your money-saving tips? Can do. Let's do. Now, live on the Happy Garden Podcast, it's time for Darren's money-saving tips. Go, man, go. Right. Here's a money-saving tip for you. Before planting any of your seed potatoes, folks, cut each tuber in half to double your crop. Make sure that each piece has a couple of buds or eyes on there from which stems will grow. Allow the cuts to dry on a sunny windowsill for around about 24 hours so it'll seal that side and then plant them and you'll have twice the amount of potatoes uh, for the money that you've actually spent. Yeah, cut them in half, allow them to dry, make sure that they've got two eyes on each section, at least two eyes on each section, and then plant them and you'll double up your potato crop. Darren, I didn't know you could do that. It's a good money-saving tip, isn't it? See, that would scare me. You know, at Christmas, was it Christmas, you, one of your money-saving tips was to cut... Well, what was it into, like, eighths? Was it... wasn't a hyacinth, was it, or was it? Yeah, bulbs. Any or any bulbs. Yeah, as long as there's a part of the basal plate on there, you can chop them into at least six or eight pieces. And then uh, the trick is to to actually stratify them. In other words, you put them into wet vermiculite and then you store them in room, warm conditions in a box in the dark. And then they'll start to sprout. And that's exactly what's happened to uh, the learners' bulbs. So you get eight little bulbs for the price of one. Genius. Simple, isn't it? It is. It's very good. When you know how. When you know how. Will you? 
Darren's money-saving tips. You are good. You are good. What you what are you learning this week? What are you teaching? Teaching this week, we're preparing for our exams. That's, oh, that's we, oh, what we're sorry, doing yes, here. You did say, so, yeah. And I can't possibly tell you what their exams will be. <laughs> what subject-wise? <laughs> yeah. Oh, do you, it's is pra- that... practical exams. Yeah. Yeah, we do have a little bit of an idea of what's to come. But, you know, I mean, they'll be doing practical stuff, so they'll be doing propagation, like division, sowing seeds in containers. It's going to be stuff that's happening at this time of year. Actually, digging, mm. um, like we like we had, might be one of the things that comes up. Planting trees, planting hedges, uh, those sorts of things. So they get all this. They have a, they have a two-and-a-half-hour exam to sit. And I'm one of the examiners, so um, I have to stand there with my clipboard tutting. But they've been under you for the term, so you'll have taught them well. They'll yeah, be, they'll be good. They'll be fine. They'll be fine. There'll be no problem. Do you no know? I, earlier on, I wrote this down, and then I forgot to say to you when you were mentioning about Winterbourne Gardens. Maybe next week or, or soon, you ought to profile Winterbourne and. That would be really, really good because you know I fell in love with the place essentially um, around about ten years ago, and I discovered it by accident. I was actually working somewhere else, running a, an education department and I needed somewhere to um, have some extra space because we've got so many students coming in we just hadn't got space and I discovered Winterbourne and that's where I decided that this was the place where I needed to mm. be really so mm. yeah that would be would Should be do really that next nice week? if I could do a profile yeah I'll do a profile yeah. on Winterbourne next week all right yeah <laughs> it's a fantastic spring garden and it's been a real shock for everybody at Winterbourne to be profiled along with uh, 11 other gardens uh, stated the the best in the country. Amazing. So it's well worth a visit, folks. And we've got loads of stuff going on as well. But the horticulture there is pretty excellent, I've got to admit. And it's not just me. I mean, it, 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 there's, a, there's a whole team and a whole bank of people that are there working. There's only seven gardeners. And the head gardener, Dan, we might get Dan on, actually, because he's, he's pretty funny and he's pretty down to earth. You know, ask him his inspiration because he's working miracles in the garden. Ooh. Was that you or me? That's me. Oh, who is it? Is it Dan? Who is it? It's my son. Oh, do you need to um, do you no. need to get it? No. You can do. I should just. I'll just pause the thing. Is it urgent? We'll cat. We'll ca- no, we'll carry on. Sure. <laughs> yeah, I'm positive. Mm. He's just asking me what time I'm going to be around because he's gone to my mum's. Oh, you're so, having lunch uh, today, aren't you? Yeah. Oh, ah, yeah. cool, cool, cool. Well, we are nearly done. Um, yeah. Uh, Winterbourne, yeah, we'll stick that down for next week. It's in Brum, by the way, Birmingham for people who aren't from from round here. So yeah, that, we'll do that next week. Yeah. Oh God, Thank I, for- you. I forgot you've got your lunch to go to, and you're sat in your pajamas. So let's just do jobs, and then uh, I'll let you go and get in the shower. Okay. Sure, Great. Yeah. What are you doing for lunch? Are you going? Are you fa- you and your family going out, or are you being co- no, cooked? No, it'd, it'd be a cook lunch oh, around nice. my mum's. Nice. Mom. nice, nice, nice. Right then, let's finish with some jobs for the week ahead. Uh, let's have a quick squiz at the weather. Mm. Well, it doesn't look too bad. Well, it could change. I don't know why I bother looking at the weather. Um, right, <laughs> <laughs> whatever the weather, jobs for the weekend. Now in the happy garden. Oh, I say, sweetie, this is my favourite bit. Time for Darren to be absolutely flabulous and regale us with his gardening jobs for the week ahead. Sun, me, itchy, go! So prune overgrown, newly planted back currants, hard back folks. So almost to ground level, this will open them up and we'll encourage new shoots to, that will actually produce uh, the fruit. And again, pop some fish blood and bone around the base just to give them a little bit of boost and get them going for the new season. Tidy up any remaining leaves uh, around the garden, any general rubbish. This will be home to slugs and snails and puppy dogs' tails, vine weevil and wood lice and things like that, and could introduce um, disease and infection into your garden. So just have a general tidy around. For your pelagoniums, you know, your bedding geraniums, Take some cuttings, basically four inches long, cut below a leaf joint, remove those lower leaves, leave about two or three leaves on top and put them in some gritty compost on a sunny windowsill with a polythene bag over the top. Weed and spread compost from the compost bin over the borders and the vegetable pats, okay? And again, feed your fruit trees with a high potash fertiliser and plant some summer fruit in raspberry canes. Easy. Easy, 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 Malinky. That's brilliant. Thanks, our dazzler. I've enjoyed today. It's been good, isn't it? And, it, and we don't make a fist of this now. I think we're just getting better and better and better. Oh. <laughs> I think we've crammed a lot into the three sheets that we've done yes. today. Just three sheets. Yes. Yeah, it's been good. Just three sheets. Normally four or five sheets. Are we Last week, people? yeah, we were five sheets <laughs> to the wind. 
last week, as I recall. But no, it's a condensed three today. Um, right, well, enjoy your luncheons. And you, are you having a knickerbocker glory for after? Probably. You'll probably be Vionetta. <laughs> oh, nice. Oh, I can even hear the crunch as your fork goes through the chocolate layers. Nice. Won't end that way. Oh, <laughs> now, look, now, you pre- now I've got to let you go because your phone's ringing. Well, it'll only be to discuss the menu. <laughs> oh, no, are you putting your order? Are, you, are they going to give yeah. you options? Oh, yeah, what, what, what do I want from the, uh, the starter <laughs> are they all right? Are they all right for saucepans? <laughs> <laughs> We've got enough saucepans, thank you very have much. Have you really? <laughs> right, well, go on then, you get out of here. Have a lovely lunch. Say hi to all of your family. It's been smashing today and we'll do it all again next week. We certainly will, folks. Have a really great time in the garden. So why don't you make like a tree and get out of here? Get out of it! Bye! <laughs> You've been listening to the Happy Garden Podcast with Molly Green and Darren Rudge. If you'd like to send them an email, get in touch with the Happy Garden Podcast by emailing thehappygardenpodcast at gmail.com. Follow them on social media. Just search for the Happy Garden Podcast. Can we say Happy Garden Podcast just one more time? The Happy Garden Podcast. Hold up. What was that? Boring. No flavor. That was as bad as those leftovers you ate all week. Kiki Palmer here. And it's time to say hello to something fresh and guilt-free. Hello, fresh. Jazz up dinner with pecan-crusted chicken or garlic butter shrimp scampi. Now that's music to my mouth. Hello, Fresh. Let's get this dinner party started. Discover all the delicious possibilities at HelloFresh.com. Planning for your next trip? Elevate your travel style with Quince. Quince has all the jet-setting essentials you'll want for your next getaway, like European linen, premium luggage options, buttery soft Italian leather bags, and so much more. And it's all priced at 50 to 80% less than similar brands. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe and ethical manufacturing practices. Pack your bags with high-quality essentials you'll be wearing for vacations to come with Quince. Go to quince.com slash pack for free shipping and 365-day returns. Imagine the softest sheets you've ever felt. Now imagine them getting even softer over time. That's what you'll feel with and Branch's organic cotton sheets. In a recent customer survey, 96% replied that and Branch sheets get softer with every wash. Start getting your best night's sleep in these sheets that get softer and softer for years to come. Try their sheets with a 30-night guarantee. Plus get 15% off your first order at BowlingBranch.com. Code BUTTERY. Exclusions apply. See site for details.